Intro. Intro two. Welcome back, everybody. Episode number two. And we are now diving into the lifestyle series where we'll cover art, music, and fashion, my journey in those spaces, my project in those spaces, and maybe some surprise questions. Hi, Carlos. What's the deal? Be money? What's popping? Nothing. How you feeling? I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. cool. (laughs) What's good, y'all? I hope y'all feeling great today. Thank y'all for listening to episode one. Um, You know, good amount of people tapped in and you know i hope you guys enjoyed the conversation we have a few of uh, boss's friends that had some funny reviews and responses and mm-hmm. updates that, that that brought some good good uh joy to our hearts so yeah i didn't i didn't realize i said blizzarding <laughs> that was the ongoing see, see, no you said it correct right there oh did i you said blizzarding right there but you said blizzarding oh <laughs> yeah but anyways it was it was funny you know that's how podcasts go you know yeah. you talk and you reflect, but now nah, you already know who it is. It's C I double Z Y you dig live yeah, action. action. Back at it again as a co host for the clean version show here with the lovely lady boss, Annette Boss, B Money. Holla. You feel me? So, like she said, we're going to be talking about art. We're going to be talking about lifestyle. About art. Who's, who's an artist out there listening? If you didn't see, we rose our hands. Who's out there painting, working they soul? I can't raise my hand on that one. We gonna get you to paint. Yes, ma'am. That's actually on our on my 2022 goals is to do a few uh, art pieces with uh, you every once in a while, just to you know get in that creative zone with you. Mm-hmm. So it should be fun. So let's let's start with you know where where did the introduction to art happen was it an art class when you first came to the states was it an art class in israel was it like watching basquiat on tv like where did it come from where did the inspiration come from um that that really brought that urge to want to get into painting for you or other types of art yeah i i remember my first painting and i still have that one i would say it's my first one uh, we had a family friend in Israel. She was dope. And I spent a lot of time at her house. At least I have memories of that. Um, and she kind of facilitated this space and environment for me to be creative. And so I did like my first oil painting before I was like eight. Is, can you explain what oil painting is to me? Because. People are always telling me these different types of paint. This is oil paint. This is glass paint. This is this. I'm like, bro, I don't know what none of that means. I just know paint and nice. something to paint on. So can uh-huh. you explain what oil painting is? Sure. Is That's just the medium. Now, I guess the way I said it made it sound grandiose. I was still like a kid doing it. I did a sunset. It's very basic. Um, oil paintings are just that. Paintings done in oil. Oil is a hard a harder medium to work with because it takes a really long time for it to dry so you're a little confused um so it's a different kind of craft there's watercolor paintings there's acrylic paintings so is that just the is that just the texture because you're not putting like olive oil inside your paint right they are oil based they are oil. you're not putting so it's the texture it's right. like this is how it comes you can buy paint that's oil-based paint yes water-based paint yeah. and that's what that means that this is watercolors mm-hmm. and that's acrylic what has technically acrylic has plastic is that acrylic um that's acrylic okay that's acrylic we're speaking of some uh art pieces off camera y'all might get a yeah. sneak peek on that later but you know we wanted to i wanted to line the set with some paintings but it didn't look right so we moved past it <laughs> but what i will do when we dive in later i'll i'll try to edit in some uh images hell yeah that'd be fire to see that'd be fire um but yeah so i did a sunset and you know i don't know if you've ever seen those canvases or i know worksheets they'll have them where they number like what colors you should put in which area mm-hmm. so instead of using that i use the inside of the canvas to my little sunset and i still have that till today no nice um but that was just like i guess my first experience and my first um i 
can't tell you that I remember how it felt doing that, you know, but I know that I enjoyed being creative and being active and so like that that's probably my first. Do you and and like you said, you don't really remember the exact feeling that you felt at that moment. So like when later on moving through life cuz you know you're younger at that time, moving through life, you know, 9, 10, 11. Do you remember a time where it really stood out to you that you started doing more paintings, whether it was at school, whether mm-hmm. it's in your room, or whether you started... I don't want to strictly, um, you know, just talk about painting. So it could be a drawing. It mm-hmm. could be something else you did, but... Yeah, I was in... Um, it was here in Kansas City, I would say. I enjoyed a lot of my art classes in Brooklyn, but when I reached, it was like, I don't know, like AP art. It was like some level that I was able to get into within high school to be be working in a studio with an art teacher who did not keep you limited. Mm. And so she would give us these assignments and I would get real crafty and would push boundaries and would engage with that teacher a lot. Shout out Miss Rice because she was really the best. But that... That was so dope to me because you just got this like general project and it was up to you to interpret that uh, versus uh, some art classes are very, uh, you know, you're still being graded and that rubric is very strict where in this space it was like you can stretch and try so many different things and you had and I had resources too because we were in a studio we had a lot of supplies whatever that I wanted to try I could outsource and so that was a really I guess profound feeling for me because I would conceptualize something and then ask for help and be like okay you know how can I do this and even my classmates were dope I remember I had this like really wild idea (laughs) And I made, um, God, it's funny to talk about it, but you know, mustaches are a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like cut out a bunch of different textured mustaches and wanted to photograph any everyone with <laughs> it on and then do like a crazy collage of everyone's faces. Mm-hmm. I don't know, random. Was it the best work that I've ever did? No, absolutely not. It was trash. But I had this idea and I was able to execute it and I was able to have people participate and support me in whatever journey this was and almost always it feels like uh, painting creating in general is a a soulful conversation you kind of like it's like hiking to me like you you work you work you work your way up to the peak you get this nice view you and then by the time you come down from that mountain there's like a revolution and you just like feel better it's like climax and and so essentially like having those resources and having that experience really kind of helped you especially in that specifically specific class feel kind of empowered moving forward and that you can create what you want as long as of course you have the resources and the the um freedom to do so Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of why i didn't like art class like People always made fun of me because I failed art, but I feel like if you're if if you're gonna tell me to create something, but then you're gonna tell me how to create something, it's not really my creation. Mm. It's a creation that you curated for me to create. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like quite weird to me, and I was like, this is really weird, especially in a creative sense where creativity is like admired for people being able to dive into and explore their freedom. Mm-hmm. And so I was like. Well, this is whack, <laughs> so so I'm not about to do any of it, <laughs> and so so I failed. But it seems like Mrs. Rice, shout out to Miss Rice, uh, Mrs. Miss, Miss, you know, um, you know, shout out to her for you know allowing the sp- a space for you know young adults to come through and and really dive into their mm-hmm. creativity. So you're you're 16. Sorry, did you want to? Yeah, I wanted to add to that on two levels. Like one, she provided a safe space for people to be able to push those boundaries and to your point i was going to share a small story um where i was i was taking like a marketing class at juco and the teacher said we had to create an ad but we would we have to also use 
a reference. We have to show a specific reference that we used for inspiration. And so that was an issue for me because I was like, I, I don't want to use something that was already created to make this up. Mm-hmm. And we got into it because <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she was trying to say that there is no such thing or that you can't do that. And she and was said, catch me outside. How about that? Pretty much. I was like, I'm, I, I verbatim said in front of her and the whole class, I was like, I do not agree with this. If I do, if I do something original, it's not going to ma- matter because all you, you're the one grading it and you only care about this formula. And so I have to do whatever is going to give me that letter grade. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so it, it kind of defeats the whole purpose. Like, revolutionary work didn't come out of people being in a safe space and like replicating what was already out you gotta like maybe put on a blindfold and search inside and like you know your sources are from probably all over around you like a human being because you consume stuff whether you choose to or not but to like literally pick an image from an ad and then create an ad from that ad felt very narrow path and i you know i was really not fucking with that so and to get a little bit uh spicy and to 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 kind of like dive into your thoughts around just this question that popped in my head for like art teachers for art classes and just like art in the educational space overall how do you think kids should be graded? Because that's like, I feel like that's a huge challenge or like how did Mrs. Rice go about it? Like, I feel like a lot of times in my art classes, there was like, uh, uh, these are the things you have to achieve. Or this is the type of stuff. This is what I expect to see. Uh, uh, precise detail, this, this, and this. Has to have these three colors. Has to have this type of, bring this, um, something out. So it's like very strict. Whereas, like, I feel like they could explore from a different angle. Just like, yo, I'm gonna create. Th- this is the type of art I want you to create. Whoever makes me feel the best is like, you know, how you gonna pass or however it mm. makes you. Because well, feel still sounds subjective though. That is subjective. I guess should it should art classes even be graded? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, there's still a f- foundational like a fundamental aspect of understanding within art photography videography there's still there are formulas for what's pleasing to the eye and so recognizing those things and utilizing them is dope not everybody can just get get on the piano and be mozart you know and so there's there is fundamental things that people should learn um but as far as how they bring their visions to life, I don't think that there should be a limitation. So, for example, if you needed to do something detailed and use these three colors, to me, that's a challenge. So, uh, which is just different, right? So, like, you can still create whatever you want as long as you use these three colors, right? Like, that, that to me is more of a challenge and less of a strictness now like they do the wine and paint or whatever if a teacher brings you a painting and tells you to recreate that that's some bullshit (laughs) you know because you are not that person right you didn't paint that so so who 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 is she to to challenge you to recreate exactly what somebody else was Mm -hmm. able to do everyone's level of talent is placed in other places. I remember um, I had a classmate, Tova, and I just That's loved, a good name. Yeah. It's a, it's a good meaning. It means uh, good. good. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Either way, um, I loved the way she drew eyes. I was so jealous. I was like, damn, she's so good. She kind of does like the animated, watery eye, like... Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. You know? Mm-hmm. And I was I was like, that's adorable. I wish I did my eyes like that. And I drew some beautiful eyes, but I didn't have that spazzazz, you know? And that's okay. But for somebody to tell me, be like her, when I'm it's not me, fair. that's yeah. not fair, 
right? But versus everybody draw an eye, everyone's going to draw their own version of an eye. Right. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. For sure. And the more and the more that you do something, the better that you get at your own skill level. Practice. Right. Practice at what you're doing, not practice to try to be like, you can't compare yourself to the next person. Yeah, it makes sense. I had to think about it from a different perspective after I asked that question from like basketball. I don't know if anybody out there is basketball, but it's just there's fundamentals to the game, but everyone's still going to have a different shot, a different dribble, a different way to drive to the basket, a different layup package, and it's all fundamentals of the game, but how you explore those fundamentals, how you um, I guess add on top of them how you build and compound on top of those fundamentals to create something beautiful to get the job done is all different and it looks beautiful you know done by each player you know what I'm saying each player has a, a way of you know compounding on top of the fundamentals to make a play happen it's the same thing in art it's like there's the fundamentals now as a creative as a visionary as an individual you can build upon that and make it into something dope that someone else may not be able to do. They Or they can do, but they may not be the original version, so it's not going to be as fire. And that's why being authentic and true to self is always a win. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say on the opposite side of that is like uh, an example of a project that Miss Rice gave us. Um, it was something along the lines of like depicting an emotion. Hmm. So on our own we pick an emotion and we bring that to life i like that no limits on medium no limits on colors no limits on nothing so that is an intrinsic question where each individual gets to look within themselves and see what emotion they choose and how they're going to bring that to life and i remember being annoying because i was like well if you put all the emotions together, it's just black. It's just black. You can't tell the difference of what the emotion is. And so I created this like big piece that was black on one side and white on the other side. And it was beautiful and a bunch of dis- different textures. But her and I, you know, we were going back and forth about this because it was a little out there, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but there is validity. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> you know? that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So that was fun. I love it. So shout out to Mrs. Rice. Sounds like her class and your experience there really kind of put a put a boost in your booty. <laughs> I like that phrase. I ain't going to lie. Sorry, y'all. Um, a little pep in the step. Um, I was trying not to be original. You feel me? Um, so <laughs> um, and push you forward. So, you know, what? can you remember about your first project that you put together on your own outside of school outside of like classes that you kind of you know you're like ah I feel inspired to create and you created an art piece do you remember what that art piece was I know that's you know over a few quite a few years ago but um yeah I would say like you know once you or it might be some. I don't want to restrict you, so maybe there was a, some type of exhibition you did for school, and, and they put your artwork up. Something that inspired you, or that was that you're proud of when it comes to um, your early art pieces you created. Hmm. Thinking. Dun 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 dun. I guess the first thing that came to my mind was when I started jumping into visual arts, but. It's not really. If you would like to touch on it, we can touch on it. Your choice. Sure, we can dive in real quick. Um, this was when I was living in Los Angeles, and then at a certain point, I decided to move my bedroom out of my bedroom. I was in a one bedroom, and uh, turn my bedroom into a studio space. I'm glad you clarified you was in a one bedroom. I was about to go. That's mad disrespectful. So you had your roommates in there. You just put your bed in the sitting room. You no, wildin'. I lived on my own. <laughs> uh, but so I I don't even know how this came together, but I ended up uh, like covering a corner of my room with newspapers and had a homie who was down for the cause and styled her, did her makeup, and we shot pictures and the, the photos were just dope. And I think that was probably my first kind of step and take into 
editorial photography slash visual arts because we shot a video mm-hmm. that I wrote a monologue for, um, and we took pictures, and that was just so fun. You know, like my room was completely empty, and all of a sudden there's this dope ass mm-hmm. set. Time to do something. You yeah. know, so that that's when I it's it's fun because like as someone who can imagine things and explore like wonderful things in the mind to be able to like use your hands and really channel that into real life that's like such a fun place to be i hear you i hear you and i wanted to ask you like what emotions do you have to dive into or vibe do you have to put yourself in to create an art piece like we have quite a few art pieces here to our to the right of us and it's like you know when you think about some of these pieces you created when you think about some of these pieces you created was there a vibe or energy that you had to be in or were you already in a certain energy or vibe like do you come downstairs to your art studio and and put music in your ear and listen to a specific genre do you get some tea and meditate before is there a certain process you go through before you decide to sit down and um begin begin <laughs> new word Bedin. Bedin. Um, b-e-d-i-n but then the process of creating um yeah i think i don't think that it's like a a linear practice but more so like i definitely like to light a candle or just like calm down a little bit um but that can look very different every time sometimes there is like this anxious feeling like i need a paint Sometimes it's like I want to paint, um, but always there's an internal dialogue that not even I can really understand. And so diving into emotions, unless I'm working on a very hyper-focused project, like when I worked on clean version, um, whatever comes to the table is whatever is like it's just soul speaking Mm -hmm. and so sometimes i'll make really ugly shit (laughs) and i don't know what that means but i put it out there Mm -hmm. and to me that's a release i just went a release Mm -hmm. because you know sometimes we can articulate how we feel and what we're experiencing but we're still like in this human body And we don't fully understand everything. And to me, that is that space. For me, I am able to have whatever that I I cannot articulate in English or another language to the canvas. And that's that. And there is scientific, like, um, you know, they speak about the correlation between certain patterns and shapes to emotions and such. And that's gangster, but like... In the end of the day, no one can read your heart to you, you know, or read your soul to you. So, yeah. And when you think about, you know, again, creating art pieces, is there any lessons that you feel like you've learned from art or from the process of creating art or from the um, experiences or reactions from people when it comes to your art? Has there any been any lessons, life lessons you've learned that have you know contributed to your progress outside of outside of creation Mm -hmm. um i think if anything it's just gonna affirm what i just said but i remember uh walking some of my friends through the clean version exhibition and somebody had said like you were really hurt and you told me about this the other day yeah you know and that kind of like really took me off guard because i was hustling Mm. i was hustling so hard for two months to bring that to life and i was just in my zone and so it was such a wow moment for me because i was like damn you see that (laughs) (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. who knew that my soul could be so transparent Mm. because i didn't know that i mean maybe i did but I didn't realize that I was really hurt and more so now my friends see me or see the parts of me that I, that I experienced 
It's no longer of me. Like when I completed clean version, I was like, these bodies live outside of me now. They're out in the world. They're no longer an unresolved thing within me. And so that was cool. That was super cool. Okay. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. That sounded mm-hmm. that, that was fire. You know, ladies and gentlemen, as a as a partner in crime having to you know, not having to, I didn't mean to say that, but getting to um do this podcast is is also dope because I get to get some insights that I may not have heard outside of this. So it's pretty dope. Get the scoop. Get the scoop version podcast. Yeah. Um so you've spoken about the clean version project a few times in the past few minutes. Um, so would you mind sharing um, with the people what the Clean Version Project was, uh, what it looked like, how it came into real life, and yeah, how you feel, how you, f- you kind of shared just right there, but how you felt about the completion of that and where they can find it. Mm, okay. You can find it on my website, on Hoba Studios. Spell out for the... H-O-B-A Studios... And y'all better know how to spell that. Um, but so, clean version. So, I've mentioned, like, in the last episode how uh, clean version was a byproduct of exposure. And that collection, I've challenged myself to work with the color red because I wasn't allowed to wear the color red growing up. And I had this, like, really weird association with the color. And so I kind of wanted to bring that into a new medium. Like I did it with clothes. Let me do it in art. Um, and so that was my challenge. That that was my three colors, mm-hmm. black, white, and red. Mm-hmm. I can create whatever I want with those three colors. That was my challenge. And I stuck to one brush and I had my own breakdown of what kind of canvases I wanted. So that was, uh, there was like a lot of structure, I guess, in setting up for this. But I knew that I was going to tap in to some real shit. <laughs> because with with that, it, it, it was really facing the challenges of being told how to be and um, trying to figure out for myself, like unlearning and relearning, trying to figure out for myself, do I actually feel that way? Or have I been told to feel that way for so long that I'm not even sure what is acceptable for me and so um created 18 pieces the number 18 is high the number of life so that was my uh thought process behind that um and i created clean version so i worked i probably at some point i was working at on like three canvases at a time um every piece had so many layers um, I had a dog step on one <laughs> by accident. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was fun. And we kept we kept the print. Um, and I was in a really cool space at the time. Uh, like I said, I was hustling. And so I'm, I spent most of my time at the gallery. But that was towards the tail end. Um, I spent some time uh, with a homie in L.A. Shout out Jack. Um, and I'd work in his studio and I would paint there. Um, and then I'd like finished my lease at my apartment so I was staying with my friend Sam and like I'm painting in her apartment I'm painting in the studio and just um it was really dope because I put everything everything behind this show I wanted to showcase myself and my work to Los Angeles um and it couldn't have been at a better time um yeah why do you say that well, because I was just finishing up work at American Apparel, and I wasn't really excited about whatever offers I was getting, and so and I got some severance money that I did not plan on saving. So I literally <laughs> 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 that's hilarious. Well, no, but I'm being serious. It's like I believe it. I believed in myself. I believe in myself, and I took everything that I had, and I put it all in there and I was able to meet Stephen Marsh at like the most perfect time you know I was the first artist to show work at their space and that kicked off a whole different type of I I would say legacy damn near for their space because till today they're still showcasing artists you know sometimes it takes like that one thing to kick things off 
Uh, and with that being said, like clean version, those pieces, a few of them ended up being shown at two shows after that. And so there was definitely um, a reward for the risk that I took, you know, because um, I did it. Mm. Period. I like that. I love that. Um, so can we talk about why I can't be the best artist in the world? <laughs> I'll just be looking at paint. Like, do you feel like uh, painting or art is a learned thing? Like when it comes to, um, I guess, painting or drawing, do you feel like somebody can have a natural skill or do you feel like it's both? Because, you know, there's a lot of artists who feel like, create these creative juices flowing in their system but they don't know how to get it out of them because they don't feel like they naturally have this talent to draw and they also don't really have art classes and they never had you know it's not like they have an art coach or they go to painting classes with their family they just maybe don't have exposure to that at all but they have this feeling to create do you feel like like anybody can be a creative or do you feel like someone's like born with the talent to be you get what i'm asking um I would say there's definitely a serious component of like being born with it, but I think that more than anything, it's a mentality because when you get into it, uh, specifically with painting, it's scary because you can't control all the rules. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There is no backspace. Once you put the paint the brush down, it's happening. And there's a sense of really being present when you're painting. And you and it's you can't really judge it while you're doing it because you're still doing it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like reflection and in, in life in painting. And so I know a lot I've heard a lot of people say that they're too scared to. Well, who says that I'm good? Who says you're bad? That even that's subjective, right? Like we've created bubbles of what is considered this and what's considered that. In the end of the day, when you create something, people already think about how it's going to be perceived before they've allowed for it to actually come to life. So you're judging your work as you create it. That's backwards. I'm going to be real. Like, God wasn't thinking that. You know what I mean? And so when you are painting, you are the creator of that canvas. And you just got to flow. You got to let go of any, whatever, even if you see it in your head a certain way, when you put that paintbrush down, it's absolutely not going to be the way you see it in your head. And so you go with it. It's a process. So I think that if people are willing to be vulnerable and allow themselves to try, then they can get really fucking good. Gang, anybody can be an artist. Just as long as you. Try. Lock in, be serious, really put in the work, really be vulnerable. Keyword, vulnerable. So, you know, when I entered your life, you know what I'm saying? I started seeing you and your little bro doing some art together Not here and there. Mm -hmm. You know, so how has art contributed to building relationships in your life, whether it's with your little brother or whether it's with other friends that are artists? How has it helped, you know, bridge the gap with you know, other artists who maybe you wouldn't have came across. Um, just talk about your experience with art being a medium to building and strengthening relationships. Yeah, I I love when creatives are in a room because that's all these switches are turned on. It's a powerhouse. Anything can happen. And I love being in those settings because in for me, on a personal level, I like maximizing things. How can we maximize potential in this? So you shoot an idea and you're in a room of creatives, you can leave that conversation being a completely different person. So I love that because minds coming together, it's the energy is just so good. Like, I love that. Um, more so, personally, like with my brother, I love that I that I'm there for him because I wish that I had that. Like, I didn't get to tap in to cer certain things until I was way older. 
not to say that I didn't have, I had a, a plenty and it was awesome, but to have someone who's actually a creative like you and is your family right by your side, that is like jackpot. And so little things like reminding him to date his work and getting him supplies that he needs, getting him software access, like that, <laughs> that shit is expensive, you know? And so I love that we can learn and teach each other because he's like this upcoming, you know, generation and he's already starting life with so much available to him. Um, and he obviously has his niche, so we partner up, like, either he helps me when I'm working on something big, or we've been working on a collab painting, or I challenge him. Um, it's just ways to kind of have a maintained relationship with my brother, you know? More than just him being my brother, he's, like, low-key my best friend, and, um... And he has, like, an eye, right? So, like, I can actually ask him for advice, too. Because um, you can't ask me because I ain't got an eye. You'll show Kyle's two different things. He'll be like, they look the same. I'll be like, they have twins. She'll be like, it's two different colors. I'll be like, you sure about that? <laughs> Shout out to Nazi, man. You holding you, yeah. you holding up the weight for me. Um, Okay, I love that. Um, So, I wanted... I wanted to ask him something and then I just brain farted in the middle of it of, oh. of thinking about it but um dang there was a I had such a good question ladies and gentlemen I'm about to transverse into saying I hope you're enjoying this podcast so far I am saying this because I really hope you're enjoying this podcast so far this show but I'm also saying this to Hopefully the thought pops back up. Make sure you leave a five-star review and share with your friends if you are enjoying this episode. That is the only way the show can grow. And I would love, personally, for more people to hear this lovely lady's story when it comes to art, fashion, lifestyle, music. Because, oh, that's what I was going to say. I knew it. It came so, back. So because what's so important for artists and what's so important for artists in the black community as well, or, you know, black, brown, Indian is exposure exposure and for your little brother I think what's really important or what's really highlighted and what you were saying is that he has exposure early on in his life that maybe you didn't have or maybe orally um, that you didn't have or that other people didn't have mm -hmm. early on in their lives so when you have exposure you have more time to practice mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying you have if you have access to software you can mess around with this and mm -hmm. like you know not these are stories that Nati is going to tell when he becomes a successful artist, whatever that looks like for him. Mm -hmm. But when he's telling stories or when he's reflecting himself on, you know, yeah, he's gonna be like 29, but yeah, I remember when I was nine and my sister gave me access to Adobe something or whatever, you know, I don't know That's about this exactly stuff, but but gave, gave access to this and. My life changed from there because I was able to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's real life, you know, you know, that's real life. So or young. like my sister always had this one coloring pen downstairs that I've never seen someone else have. And it really helped me develop a, a passion for this type of art, you know, so exposure is necessary. Exposure, you know, brings on, you know, really helps the creative mind blow up a little bit more. And then also really allows you to start practicing earlier and earlier and getting feedback earlier and earlier. And the same thing goes for this podcast, being able to, you know, build brand awareness and put your message, put your story out there even further. And someone really enjoys it and you say something fire, so they send it to another friend. Like, And then that exposes them to a new thought process. That's like the importance of exposure because exposure provides um, a benefit to not just self, but to an entire community and to the future mm -hmm. of each individual. So I hope that made sense. But either no, way, I think it all ties back into one of your projects. Exposure. Gang. So um, <laughs> uh, that's what I was trying to say. Thank y'all for letting me uh, get that out by telling y'all to go leave a five-star review and what I just said was fire. So yeah. go leave a five-star review. No, it's funny you say that because uh, Nati has seen me work on so many different projects. And so he has this awareness of no boundaries within your mediums. And yet, you know, just because you're, you're exposed to something doesn't mean you're going to lean into it, right? And so for him, he's still affirmed in his technique. 
he does a very specific thing, but he'll do it either on paper or digital, etc. Those are like his worlds, right? And it's funny because Nazi's been working on his style of drawing for years. And we got to witness him literally leveling up. And when you're young, that's the best time to do it. You're not stuck in your ways, as humans say. Real talk. Right, like you're the most malleable. And so uh, I remember a few years ago, his friend was trying to draw too, like him. That ripple effect is so dope because now Nazi's friends are into drawing and are trying not for everybody of course you know some are star athletes but um (laughs) but so to your point of exposure like that definitely uh we saw it live action you saw it in real life i love it i love it and so i want to talk to you about nft art um and i know you have maybe some interest in getting into that world when it comes to your music but i'm wondering if you have interest in getting into that world when it comes to art i've personally not seen you do i've personally damn y'all i've personally not seen you (laughs) anyways i see nazi being in digital art a lot Mm -hmm. but i don't see you too active in digital art are you interested in, not to say that digital art's the only avenue with NFTs, but are you interested in getting into the art side of it, um, specifically with like creations, whether it's a painting or whether it's a digital drawing? Uh, is that something you're interested in? Just to share with the people and talk about something that's a little bit new in the market right now and trendy and trending like NFTs. Wanted to touch on it before we started to wrap up. Sure. Um Yes, I'm interested in it. I think that I was also like slightly uh, spoiled when I had access to like a pad and different um, just things that make it easier to draw um, digitally. Um, And then I kind of was conflicted between the balance of the digital and physical. And so it's kind of important to do both, in my opinion. so as far as like digital drawing for NFTs, I don't really see that for myself for like a little while. I dabble in that, but I don't really like invest too much time in that. I would think that I would be bringing my visual work, like videos, formats, um, or digital versions of my paintings to the metaverse, and then actually au- you know auctioning off real pieces with the digital version, and maybe I create my own dope digital version from that piece, you know. Um, but yeah. Okay. I've been trying to push her little brother to get into NFTs. You know, a little casual word here, a little casual word there. You know what I'm saying? Because his art is dope. And I'm like, you know, it's better to hop in it while you're young. You know what I'm saying? Because right now is the best time to be early. I mean, being early is the best time to be early, (laughs) if that makes sense. So being early is right on time. I mean, at the end of the day, whenever you start is right on time, but being early is always better. So I'm like, yo, young buck, you got a skill. Your skill is in need right now. You can leverage and maximize and monetize that skill right now if you'd like to. And uh, I just think it's dope that there's opportunities out there for, for young bulls, especially young creatives, to be able to go do that they don't have to go do a show anymore like try to create an exhibition at nine years old you know what i'm saying like it doesn't have to be so challenging they don't have to try to get their art in an art museum they just be like man i'm just go create and put it on nft in less than 10 minutes and you know if i can grow a following i can you know do my art and survive on it and speaking of that um is art creating art pieces uh, a lane that you have considered or are considering going down when it comes to like trying to be a uh a artist that makes money off the art and monetizes it and and uses that as her main resources of living or is our is art just you know i'm just trying to do this because i enjoy it and occasionally i might sell it occasionally i might try to monetize off my art but right now i'm just enjoying creating like where are you at in your headspace when it comes to artwork um it's kind of layered to be honest there's Mm -hmm. two uh because i'll still create but just because i create doesn't mean that it's for show 
Mm-hmm. And so I did clean version. That was 18 pieces. That was more than enough. Uh, when I'm ready to gear up again, I would do something in that same uh, note. Uh, but, you know, my thing is, like, some of the paintings that I just work on to just be working, I don't want to share with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that. That's that for now. And I respect that. I feel like I've heard that from a lot of different creatives when it comes to art, when it comes to creating music. They're like, this song's not for to be put out. I'm like, what? You know, from the outside looking in, I'm always like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Or like when I'm in, down here in the studio, I'm like, I see like cool little 50,000 right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at it, uh, and I don't, that's probably not good. I know y'all are just going to be mad at me, okay. but that's how I be looking at it. I just be looking, I'm like, mm, I could sell that for like 300. Mm, mm-hmm. I'll sell that for like 850. Yeah. And so that's how I be looking at it. So I always have to always have to ask and i always appreciate when people really value their art and the experience and how it makes it feel and just enjoying the creation and admiring the beauty more than thinking about it from a money perspective Mm -hmm. i always respect that so you know i had to ask is there ladies and gentlemen give me a second let me get a quick sip i know my back hurt from working short short Hey, she has been killing it lately. I ain't gonna lie, ladies and gentlemen. So y'all must know that she been out here lifting. She been out here getting strong, doing pull-ups, you know what I'm saying? Push-ups, curls. She been killing leg day. She killing it. But look, we're not gonna make her back hurt for too long. So with that being (laughs) said, is there anything else you wanted to cover or touch upon um, before we wrapped up this episode on the topic of art? Um, I think more so of like a leading on to kind of thing, uh, how we mentioned in the last episode, everything being connected to everything. And so I wanted to speak about when I took pictures with my paintings to show my work. Um, so there were 18 pieces and I had the idea of doing another uh, visual project and I had this whole story planned out and the topic is kind of inspired by a clean version which uh this was like something that i was struggling with mirroring mirroring behavior especially toxic behavior where you're behaving not like yourself um and so i pitched this idea to the gallery owners and another like amazing thing that they received me so well and even though it sounded so crazy uh, they allowed for me to have the space to stretch and so I was like okay by the end of what I'm doing I'm gonna be covered in paint and then we take pictures and so planning that out was so dope I definitely have fun planning things out I do like doing this like operational logistics thing but so um, so I do this performant art piece which then becomes one-to-one which we'll talk when we get to visuals um, but so by the end, I was covered in paint. What I didn't calculate was the fact that I wouldn't be able to see. She's blind, she's blind. So that was so fun because that it's in the process. Here's a challenge. Now what? Like, what the fuck are you going to do? And Steve is there ready to take pictures and Marsh passes me a painting, um, butt ass naked, grabbing a painting. And she then describes to me what kind of painting I'm holding. These are all my creations though. So it's not like it's too foreign. And then I pose, move on, grab, pose. And that was hella fun for me. Uh, But why I bring it up is because the way that you're able to create is limitless and it's up to you how you box it up like I could have dropped one-to-one with everything and but like that day I created a shit ton of work that could then all be broken apart and it all came from the same home so that's I just wanted to mention that because I love that all of my worlds are coexist together they just they touch and so yeah i love it i love it with that being said ladies and gentlemen 
I hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation where we discuss art and the life of Boss, talk about some of her creations, talk about her experience, emotions, and thoughts around art, and really just had a good time discussing and, for me, learning more about my love. And uh, I hope you guys learned more about y'all love, too, because y'all better love her. You dig what I'm saying? This is the Clean Version Show, created by... Boss. You dig? And co-hosted by C-I-Z-Z-Y, you dig? Live action. Again, five-star review, share. Anything else for the people? Yeah, so come back, because <laughs> we have more to uncover. If you have questions, please feel free to holla at me. Thank you to everyone who gave me live action feedback. That was very wholesome to me. I enjoyed reading uh, how you guys felt while listening. Um, I hope that you guys feel like you are part of this conversation. Um, and I'd be more than happy to dive in to whatever you guys want to hear about. Uh, but make sure to follow the brand on that boss. That's on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. Check out the website. I did some little updates. And fuck with us. Yes, Sarski. This is the Clean Version Show. Signing out.